Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because he loves you so much. Uh, When we talk about pain, usually pain is a very negative word. Uh, My goal today is that we will look at pain in a different way because all of us in this room have experienced some pain at different levels in our life. And it's gone away. Some of us are experiencing pain right now. And some of us are in situations mentally, emotionally, physically, that seems like pain will continue to persist. I want to tell you a story that goes along with this song. It's found in Daniel chapter 3, verse 25. And it's talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and... Oh, you're a good Sunday school class. You read your Bible. This is good. This is real good. It's going to make it easy. So these guys are worshiping God in a kingdom that doesn't believe in their God. And so they've been tattletailed on and that's happened to us and that's caused pain. And so they go to the king about this and saying, these guys are not bowing down to you. And the king gets ticked off. The Bible says really infuriated, which means ticked off. And so he calls them up. He says, you guys need to bow to me. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. He says, okay, then we're going to have a barbecue. So they have this furnace. And I don't know what temperature it normally is, but he says, just because of you and your attitude towards me, we're going to up the temperature seven times. And that's evidently pretty hot. It was so hot that the scripture says that the guys who took them and threw them in the fire, died from the heat. It was that intense. Now these guys are thrown in with their clothes. They're bound up, the whole thing. And the king is so happy about them throwing in there, he just has to be prideful enough to go and look and see them just being anxious. And he looks in the fire. I don't know how he did it. I mean, if fire's that hot, how do you look into a fire like that? But he looks into the fire and he goes, I see four people in there. There's only supposed to be three. And of all things, he says, and the fourth one looks like the son of God. Now, you talk about a revelation. How in the world does he even know that that's the son of God in there? But what I love about this story is, is that Jesus showed up when he was needed the most. And he showed up in a fiery situation There's another one in the fire. We just sang that, right? You know, that's exactly what Jesus wants to do today. He's that relevant, that he wants to show up and be a part of our lives today and share the pain with us and bring revelation to us in many different ways. So Jesus said in John 14 that we would never be alone. And I will send a comforter. And the comforter is the, oh, good class, I'm telling you. Some of you are going to get old stars. This is good. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Greek word for the Holy Spirit means you will never be left alone. He is always by your side. And I like that because that's the kind of comfort I need. There's going to be times 
where you have experienced and will experience uh, situations in your life where you may be at the hospital and you're visiting somebody or you have a loved one there, let me tell you something, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit's there. You might be at a funeral home. You may be grieving along with other family members or friends. Guess what? You're not alone. You're not alone. You may get those words you thought you would never hear from a doctor or from a report. You're not alone. God's with you. He loves you. He cherishes you. So he's the one who comes alongside of us. Not only does he know our pain, but he experienced pain in his own life. He's experienced it firsthand. If you look for Christ in the New Testament during his life, you will always find him among the hurting, the sick, the deprived, the destitute, not where the pleasure is, but where the pain is. You'll find him at the sight of lepers and the lame. He has himself gone through the whole human experience. From the trivial irritations of family life. <laughs> has anybody had any irritated family life situations that have created pain? So did Jesus. He did too. And the cramping restrictions of hard work, the lack of money, to the worst of horrors of pain and humiliation, despair, death. And when he was a man, he was the man. And you know what? He's still the man. He's in the room right now. How many of you believe that? The king is in the room. Amen? And he's with us. Amen? I love it. I just absolutely love it. So, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, but we Christians have no veil over our faces. We can be the mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the spirit of the Lord transforms us, we become more and more like him. And that's the key word for us today is transformation. Pain is bad as it can be mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Family members, friends, work, home, other relationships, physical pain. It, transformation is what Jesus Christ is always about. And if we can learn to embrace our pain and give it to him and allow him to begin to transform us, our focus is not so much on the pain, it's more about what he's doing in my heart and my life is my focus. And that's what he wants to do. And sometimes that's exactly what it takes to get us through the pain that we're currently in. How many of you have ever remodeled your house? Wasn't that a hoot? We bought a house, it was built in 77, and uh, we bought it six years ago. And about being in it, about a year, we had lived in it, kind of had an idea of what needed to change. So we started working on it. And you know, it was kind of interesting, the more we worked on this house, the more stuff we took apart and got it into, into this thing, it's like, I don't think these people ever used a framing square. I don't even think they used the tape measure. This is like, yeah, that looks good, <laughs> do it. 
So it was a process of not just making things look better cosmetically. We had to get into the bones of this thing to reconstruct it and, and transform this into what we wanted. And my wife had a dream. And she had a dream about this kitchen. And she's told me, she said, I never thought I'd get this kitchen. So guess what? I wanted to earn points. So I said, you're going to get this kitchen. <laughs> you're going to get it. It took a lot of work, a lot of work. I mean, some of you people understand this. You got a, a flat floor, flat floor. It's all framed the same. How do you transition five-eighths to half-inch? It's like, it's a miracle. So flooring had to come up. Listen, transformation takes process. It takes time. It just doesn't happen overnight. And we're still working on this thing because I'm tired of working on it. It's going to take time. But it's going to be right when it's done. You see, when the Lord takes a hold of our pain and we allow him to, to speak to us in our pain and in these issues, he wants to transform us. And sometimes that means he needs to get down to the bones of things. Because some of us, like me, have learned things the wrong way and I'm acting the wrong way and I need to change. I'm gonna say something here that is not easy to say, but you know me well enough that that's not gonna stop me. God is more interested in your heart than your pain. Are you hearing me? Because he knows when he has your heart, the pain comes along with it. And when he has your heart and he begins to change those things in your heart that get in your way, that cause you to have attitudes, that hurt you, the things that you may do or say that are not correct or not biblical, or not scriptural, he says, let's work on that. And when we start working on those things in our heart and we start surrendering them to them, him, it's almost like what was painful, some things is not painful anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not like he's not interested in our pain because I've been talking, he's here in the fire. But he's also more interested in our hearts of getting to this inside. You see, there's nothing about scripture it really talks about transforming your behavior. Because we live in a world where application is applied to us all the time about behavioral attitudes, a change in the outside. And some of us are really good on that and we have a corrupt heart that causes pain. Causes me pain, it can cause others pain. And I'm speaking from a lot of experience personally about that. So God is saying, I wanna transform you on the inside out. And sometimes pain is the avenue that can be used to change us because sometimes we're so much pain that we have no place else to go but Jesus, correct? He's really the only place we can find relief sometimes is in him. So we've got to go and figure out how we are going to surrender our hearts and our lives to him. One of our core values here at the church is grow. Give, grow, and gather. Grow is an important element. And this is one of the reasons why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today is because we all have to grow. There's nobody in this room 
Yeah, there's several people in here, probably older than I am, but we never stop growing. If we continue to surrender our hearts and our lives to Jesus, we are always growing. And that's an important factor, and pain allows us to grow if we will embrace that and love him. So Jesus knows exactly how you feel. Um, and he's standing here this morning since he's in the room going, I, I, I understand this. You know, he's basically, when he was born, his parents weren't married. You know, and back in those days, that was a real stigma. Today, it doesn't seem to be that big a deal in our culture and society. It's more or less just, that's the way it is. But he had this stigma and probably he was judged. He experienced the death of a parent. Uh, he was, he, they struggled financially. He was betrayed by his friends. Had a family who didn't understand him. That's kind of a personal question right there I could ask. Do you ever have that problem? You have family that doesn't understand you? Why you do the things you do? You know, for the longest time, we've lived uh, in Colorado since 73, and there for the longest time, I'd go back to North Carolina where I grew up, and I'd be with family, and they'd say, when you moving home? When you moving home? Because that's where they thought I should be, and they didn't understand why I would live in Colorado. Let me explain to you why I live in Montrose. It's dry here. North Carolina, it gets to be 100. There's also 100% humidity that goes with that. I like being dried out. But they don't understand. They think I should be, I should be home. Was falsely accused, felt abandoned by God, and he died a horrible death. Jesus has been where we are, and he understands. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to uh, empathize with our weakness. I'm not sitting on the screen, so I'm gonna read it back here. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that, we, we, that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. In a little bit, I'm gonna ask you to do something with confidence because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to minister to some of our hearts today and that we want the Holy Spirit to speak to us because I don't wanna be alone. How many of you have ever been lonely? You've experienced loneliness. That's where the devil likes to get us and beat us up, say false things to us and trick us. We don't need to go there anymore because we're never gonna be alone from this day on because we're always gonna be remembering this, that we are not alone in his name is Jesus, correct? Every time we sing this song, Another in the Fire, we're gonna be reminded I'm never alone. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that song on my computer at work here during the week because I want it embedded in me. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. Jesus experienced a situation in his life once where a close friend died. 
And you might remember the story, it was Lazarus. And the family came to him and said, where were you? If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. And they were hurting so much and they were in so much pain. You know what Jesus did? Remember class? Well, he raised him from the dead, but what did he do before he did that? He cried. You're talking about the king of kings. You're talking about your savior. You're talking about your healer. You're talking about the one who can redeem your situation. He's standing there and he's crying with them. I cannot empathize enough with you this morning that we're not alone. Don't give up. Don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on others. And for Pete's sake, don't quit on God. Because he's there and he feels what's going on. Now, currently, he's sitting on the right hand of God in heaven, interceding for who? You and I. And when he sees us in pain, you know what he's telling his dad? Dad, you see Ken? You see what he's going through? We got to intervene here. And I bet you there's times when he looks to his father and he's got tears in his eyes because he's hurting for us. He's hurting for us. And he wants to get to core issues. He wants to get to our heart. Now, all of us have stories. All of us have stories about pain. And I had two people come up to me last night and I'm just gonna share briefly their story. One of them said, uh, I got fired from my job. I was without work for 18 months and nobody would hire me. And that was extremely painful because nobody would hire me and I couldn't work, I couldn't find a job. And then it went on to say, and I would never change that because God changed me in that pain. God changed me, I'm a different person because of that experience. The other person said, I was in a car accident and broke my back. I knew about Jesus, I loved him. But if I had to do it again, I'd do it again because of the way God got a hold of my life and I surrendered my pain to him and he remarkably changed me. I'm a different person in Jesus Christ today because of that pain. And I'd do it again. And some of you know my story. I should say Mon and Eloise's story. It's more her story that I'm sharing with you. But some of you, it's been a while since I shared it, don't know it. A number of years ago, Eloise got a report you remember I mentioned about those words you never want to hear? She got that report and she heard words that she never wanted to hear that we thought we would never hear. And she sets me down at the table and tells me she has cancer. And I'm just, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So, three surgeries, six months of chemotherapy, and all that time I'm going, where are you, God? What's this all about? She doesn't deserve that. 
If anybody deserves it, it's me. I'm the knucklehead. She's the good person in the family. But she'd tell you that it remarkably changed her life. And we had to make a decision. We're not going to focus on this. We're going to focus on God and how God's going to use this for his honor. And it's been amazing to see the people that she's been able to minister to because of her experience and what God's done in her life and her heart. And that's what Jesus wanted to do with us. He wants to walk up to us this morning and touch our hearts and speak to us and say, you're not alone. Don't give up. You're not alone. Are you hearing me? There's some people in this room who are hurting. The pain is pretty great. The Holy Spirit is here. The King is in the room. said and we read a scripture about how we can boldly uh, come to the throne and ask God let's stand I want to challenge you here in just a second how many of you are in the process of experiencing some pain in your life there's some things going on that hurts family work relationships, etc. We're gonna sing this song again, Another in the Fire. And I'd like to pray with you, but I wanna challenge you to take a step forward and come down here and join me so I can pray with you. And we're all gonna join and pray with you. So as we begin to sing, would you just start moving this direction so I can pray with you? Because some of us, we need to step aside from ourselves and we need to say, Lord, I need your help. And I know Jesus can touch you right where you are, but I think it would be wise of us to just join together down here and pray with each other. And let me pray over you. So come, would you? Just start coming as we pray, as we sing rather. That's all right, just, you can just come up and stand. That's good, you can just come up and stand, it's great. There's room for others, there's room for more. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your healing in advance right now. Lord, for the things that you're doing, for the things that you're saying, for the things that you wanna to speak to each one of us that are here at this front. Lord, we have moved forward and we acknowledge that we need you. We're desperate for you. And we confess that we're not alone any longer. And the devil has no opportunity to speak to me in my loneliness. He has no opportunity to threaten me because you're with me. And my eyes are gonna be fixed on you. 
in this situation, in this pain, and in this hurt. So Lord Jesus, I surrender my pain to you and ask you to work on my heart, to work on my soul, to work on my mind. Lord, that the pain no longer speaks louder than you, but you speak louder than it does. And that my focus will be on you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in Him. God bless you.